Does some animal keep pooping on your lawn? Maybe a neighbour's putting dog shit in your bin? Or maybe someone's drawing pictures on your wall using excrement? You need Dr. Cooper's Pooper Snooper! Just place the sensor bundle somewhere discreet and thanks to our amazing shitomatic sensor system, a live 4K stream will be sent to your phone or TV whenever Dr. Cooper's Pooper Snooper detects motion and those pesky pungent poop particles! And that's not all! Simply smear the smelly sample on Dr. Cooper's Pooper Snooper's examination station for full analysis including last meal and species information. But don't just take it from me, take it from these people with a low IQ. I've been trying to figure out what's been pooping on my lawn for years. And thanks to Dr. Cooper's Pooper Snooper, I finally found out. It wasn't a big old cat or nothing. It was just my boy Jason. Turns out he's scared of the toilet. Here at Dr. Cooper's Pooper Snooper, we think people shitting in your bin is like people shitting on your heart. And what happens when people shit on your heart? Well, you'll probably get some kind of nasty coronary valve infection. And we think that is turd. It wasn't your neighbour that was butting the shit in the bin. It turned out to be my wife. Thanks to Dr. Cooper's pooper scooper, you will manage to get my wife the help that she desperately needed. We helped these freaks and we can help you too. I bought her one of them little kitty little trees. You've saved my marriage. Dr. Cooper's pooper snooper. Are you ready to put your neighbours in the shit? Poop should only be examined once it has exited the anus. Welcome to episode 19 of the Joysticks and Chill podcast, the podcast for gamers, by gamers, who like other gamers, unless that gamer puts shit in other people's bins. I don't do it anymore. My name is Joystick J, and with me today is John Mouse. Return of the mouse, return of the mouse, once again letting all the people know that I'm back on the show. <laughs> oh... Uh, Nezzy the natural. Nezzy's a natural. Just ruin that song for me forever now. That was a terrible <laughs> rendition. But it's nice to have you back. And good evening, everyone. And hardly Dan. Greetings. How is everyone? I am cold and wet because I live in Devon. I think the entire country is cold and wet because it's a bank holiday. Yay! <laughs> Let's get straight into story time. Story time. Dan, apparently your ass hurts. <laughs> yes, it does. And I haven't cycled for a bit this week. Um, basically, yeah, I finished my 500-mile challenge, and I did 510 miles. And I just wanted to let everyone know what the total's up to, because I'm quite surprised. It's £646 we've raised to help uh, the Alzheimer's Society. So thank you all. That is freaking awesome. Well done, Dan. Yeah, well That's done. Really good effort. So yeah, now I've taken my bike apart and I'm stripping all the paint off it so I can upgrade it and paint it. And, I thought uh, you just hated cycling so much now after doing all the miles. I just put the whole fucking thing apart, posted it to different places. So <laughs> now I've got my mountain bike in my sitting room. Well, one of my mountain bikes in my sitting room now, and that's hooked up to the trainer. So 
yeah, I'm still using it. <laughs> awesome. No, seriously, good, good job, Dan. You did it despite illness yeah. and other whatever. I, I made a terrible choice for the last ride, though, because um, I've got a list of all the different routes on Zwift, and I, um, and oh, actually, I was doing it. I was in a tour de Zwift where there's like five day, five events, and um, if you do them all, you get a different in-game jersey for your avatar. And so I thought, oh, I'll do that last one as my last ride. It's only twenty miles. That should be fine. Yeah, it's twenty miles up a fucking mountain. <laughs> <laughs> It had uh, about 600 meters of climbing on that ride. It took me three hours to do 20 miles. It was horrible. I hated it. <sighs> did, did, did you have any negative effects from your um, second injection? Uh, just a sore arm like the first time. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. And lack of sleep because I kept rolling onto my arm and waking up. Just scream, but, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, other than that, it's all been fine. But yeah, that's that's basically all I've done this week is just piss about with my bikes still and uh, play a couple of games. I've played some games. I'm looking forward to talking about that. So. <laughs> well, good, because it's a gaming podcast. John! Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I wasn't on the last show because um, my daughter brings home lots of beautiful pictures and drawings and things like that from nursery, but she also brings home every cold cough and everything else. Um oh. And yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, she had a chest infection. So because she had a chest infection, I had a chest infection, and I've still got a little bit of one. But um, but yeah, I'm all right really. Other than that, I've now got an Xbox Series S. Um, so um, Xbox Series S, it works really well for me because I didn't have an Xbox One. Um, so I missed out on lots of really cool games and um, I already had games ultimate anyway on my PC because I do those Microsoft reward points to earn it each month so I don't even pay for it so it made sense to get a Series S um, and yeah um, access to loads and loads of games that, that I missed out on Xbox One access to everything on Game Pass and the first game that I tried it with was Last Planet 2 <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that makes it the fourth or possibly fifth system that, that I've played that game on now. <laughs> Did you say it was on Game Pass? No, it's not on Game Pass. It oh, was right. on um it was on Games with Gold a few months ago, but I missed out on it, so I bought it again. <laughs> How much was it? It was 15 quid. Um totally worth it. Um, yeah, I've now played it on the 360. Um, I've played it on the PC. I played it on the PS Vita via PS Now when that works on there. Played it on the PlayStation 3. <laughs> um, I played it on the PS4 via PlayStation Now as well. So yeah, quite quite systems. Um, so how much money I do you think you've spent just playing this one game? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be growling. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure because I don't think Last Planet 2 sold that well. I'm pretty sure that just through me buying it, that's what funded Last Planet 3. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I saw some friends as well a few weeks ago for like the first time in a year, socially distanced outside in the garden when we had that sunshine a few weeks back. That was nice. Weird at first, like seeing other people and being around people that I don't live with, but a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and 
yeah, I've just got one one more thing to say, really. Um, so I went to the post office a few days ago, and the post office was supposed to open at nine o'clock. I was there about five to nine. Um, so you know, there's, um, I'm gonna you're gonna wait, aren't you? You're not gonna like go right. It's not open while I'm here. I'm gonna go home. So I started queuing, and there was one person in front of me. And as the time started to move along, more and more people started queuing behind me. It got to nine o'clock, and this woman, like further down the line, just starts like riling everyone up. And just starts winding everyone up saying, oh, my God, it's nine o'clock. It's not open. They're always doing this. Then this other person behind me joins in and starts saying, that's what's wrong with this country. And I'm thinking, are you being serious? What's wrong with the country is that the post office opens five minutes too late. Like all the problems that we have in the UK right now, you know, terrible levels of homelessness thanks to the pandemic mass unemployment but this post office opening five minutes late is what's wrong with the country anyway um, more and more people started joining in they start to times like getting a bit further on it's six minutes past seven minutes past eight minutes past nine and the uh, more and more people start joining in with the moaning and everything and then this woman who sort of started it all said you all need to go in there and you need to complain it's no good us being out here complaining to each other you need to complain anyway it got to nine minutes past i know this because i was counting down the time that i could move away from these absolute twats that i had to queue with <laughs> and I, got, I went in there and everyone just tried to like pile in through the doors of this like tiny little post office and you're only allowed like three people in there anyway because it's so tiny this this place anyway um i was like second in the queue so i went in there was two people in front of me um who were together and then they people just started shouting at poor bloke who was like trying his best to sort of get everything set up and serve people and um, the people in front of me who were very vocal in joining in saying, yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm going to tell him I'm going to sort it out. This is not good enough. The second that bloke opened the door, they were like, hello, good morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you you told him, didn't you? Um, I didn't say anything for a very good reason. I'm not a twat. Right. <laughs> so um, I spoke to him and I was quite honest. I said, look, there's probably going to be some people that come in here that are like moaning at you and stuff like that. It's not the end of the world. And he said to me, he said, to be honest, it's, I, I didn't think I'd be able to open at all. There's people that have been sick and this, that and the other. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like it's a few minutes it's in, in the great scheme of things. It's not really not that important. Anyway, just as I'm about to turn around and leave, this bloke walks behind me. He was one of the ones that he was the guy that said, oh, that's the problem in this country. And he comes in and he stands so close to me that, um, yeah, we, I don't know. He pretty much got to second base. He was that oh. close. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I can tell you now I was not making that noise. He was a right ugly bastard. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he stood right next to me and started just ranting at this bloke, just, just proper having a go at him. And I, I couldn't help it. I just turned around and said to him, if this is all you've got to worry about in your life. You must have a really fucking easy life, mate. And also, can you please get away from me? You stink. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he did move. 
Uh, I think he was a bit taken aback. I mean, I was very taken aback when I turned around and realised that he was enormous. <laughs> but his anger was more direct at the guy um, who was working in the post office and not so much at me. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I just think people just need to calm down. Like, the post office opened 10 minutes late. So what? Like, there are... It doesn't matter. It, the great scheme of things, it doesn't matter, does it? Like, if you've really got somewhere else to be, then go somewhere else. Like, the post office will be open later on. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't get twatty people like that. It just, it winds me up. As soon as two people to start complaining about it in the queue, I'd have been like, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down, and then just walked off and it all kicked off. <laughs> Different approaches to the similar problem. <laughs> Yeah, I should have joined in, shouldn't I? Like, put the window through outside. <laughs> it is mad, though. People are tripping. People are bellends. Nezzy! Me. Oh, yeah, it was um, this week. What day? What day? Oh, so last week. It's Monday today. So last week. On Friday was the last birthday of the birthday season. So it was my, da- my daughter's birthday, who was 11 years old, which is... I don't know, a crazy age. It feels I don't know, eleven just feels like older than ten. Like saying I have an eleven year old just feels really surreal. Um we had a lovely birthday. My niece came over. My niece who's um nine came over and they had her and Robin had a sleepover. So they stayed in the front room and they watched some films and had some popcorn and had fun, so that was nice. We got my daughter a, a bike, um because she's grown a lot since we got a last one in the past couple of years. So she got a bike, which is pretty much like an adult-sized bike now because she's a pretty tall girl. Um, so I had to make a bike on... Probably dad job on Friday to make a bike. But she loved her presents. Um, I hope you used so the tall wrench to get them all the, the right tightness. I used a wrench. <laughs> not a tall wrench. Oh. In fact, no, I, I did have a big massive set of torque wrenches actually that I borrowed off my mate, but then he took them back like a few weeks ago. And it's you know one of those things I'd had for so long. And like it's my mate that's got like a thousand tools. He's yeah. probably got about, like five sets. And I thought, oh, he doesn't care about this anymore. This is my manly tool set. <laughs> but then like one day out of the blue, he texted me, went, Have you got that um have you got that um set of mine? I was like, uh yes. So I had to give it back. But I do have like one one of the, one wrench thing, you know, one of those little ones that has all the different shapes cut out of it, and mm. that serves me. That serves me good. I can get enough man jobs out of that, and that was enough for me to build a bike. And she's ridden it, and it's not falling apart so far. So I feel like I've done a good enough job. You mentioned bike, and Dan goes, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're not quite, we're not quite as bikerly enthusiast." I've still got my bike out from two weeks ago where I was going to ride to work. But I've not found my lock. And I'm going into the office tomorrow. I'm going to try and find my lock tonight after this podcast. And if I find it, then I'm going to ride to work because I'm still being lazy. Dan, you've inspired me. I'm going to be a bike person. Just like you. That's it. It was my daughter's birthday. So happy birthday, Robin. You're now a young lady of 11 years old. Happy birthday. Have a half-assed clap sound effect. <laughs> uh, right, let's move straight on to Dan because I can't think of anything interesting to say this week. I worked, I slept, I ate, and that was it. 
ask Dan a question, he knows everything. And he will try asking Dan. Come on, get on the radio and ask Dan. Ask Dan. Ask Dan. Dan. It's time to ask Dan. So we have two questions for Dan this week. The first okay. from Bertha, who is Dave from the Seal Podcast. And he asks, do you think dark energy is real? And if so, is it caused by gravity, axions, wimps, zero-point energy, or something else? It's been a long time since I chatted to a friend of mine, Dory. He's done his PhD in theoretical physics, so I do know a bit about this. Of course you do. Um, uh, the thing <laughs> is, um, it's actually... Uh, Dark energy is actually kind of a fundamental property of space itself. And no one really knows how it comes about or why. There are ideas, but um, they, they try to, there was one way they figured out they could measure it. And it turned out that they were like wrong by uh, a the factor of one with 120 zeros. It was a really big number. <laughs> they were that far out. So it probably isn't that one. Other possibilities mean that you've got to change Einstein's um, value for gravity. But if you do that, then nothing fits the model. And it works really well, Einstein's uh, equation. So, so you can't really use that one. So we've got no, no real idea. Basically, um, we know it's there because um, if, if space was just expanding from the Big Bang, it would its rate of expansion would slow down but it's not it's speeding up basically the dark energy seems to be a kind of kind of like a repelling force pushing things apart so kind of like anti-gravity only it isn't anti-gravity it's just a nice easy way to explain it and yeah i mean maybe it's yeah yeah okay so yeah uh, it, it's definitely there but we don't know why and we don't know how but yeah yeah i believe that there. You remember all this from a chat with your mate who did a PhD a long time ago. <laughs> well, yeah, he used to work in the pub and we used to have really long, in-depth physics chats. Sounds like a great pub. <laughs> it really is. The food's fantastic <laughs> and the beer's pretty good too. Okay, well, Dave, you got your answer, I think. Marty asks, yeah. who's the craziest person on the podcast? Oh, well, that's easy. John Mouse, he's the only one that sold a console to go to a nightclub, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's, only one, he's the only one that talks more like the stink in a post office. <laughs> <laughs> and I called um, a speed camera van and then got caught by it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, what else? I got barred from a nightclub and then I went for a teaching interview the next day with a black eye. And, oh, I need to tell you this one. Right. So, a long time ago... Done? Definitely a long time ago. Pandora's box is open! <laughs> a long time ago, I went to um, a very popular club in Birmingham called Gatecrasher. I used to go there quite a lot. It's fantastic. And um, on the way to the toilets, one of my mates noticed that um, we didn't like hold hands and walk to the toilet together. We just happened to be going to the toilet at the same time. I want to make that clear first. Um, on the way, there was this um, person that was stood outside the toilet who was giving out STD tests. And if you took one of the STD tests, then you received one of these toys, which was like a flashy, like light up, sort of squishy, like ball thing. Anyway, after that wonderfully perfect description. Um, yeah. So we took one of these tests, but 
Um, I, I'd only noticed that this person was standing there after I'd peed. And to take one of the tests, you needed to like pee in this tube. So I filled it up with tap water instead <laughs> <laughs> and went back out and like uh, gave it to the person. They gave us one of these flashy ball things. <laughs> and um, my mate, he was like swinging his round his head and everything, like finding it really, really funny. And when he let go of it, because obviously it's nightclub and everything, you was just seeing it like flashing along, like through the air as, as, as he let go. And he looked pretty cool. And I was like, oh, I fancy doing that. Now, dotted around the club in Gatecrasher was like these different little podiums. And there was like um, little parts of these stages where people would like stand up and like, have a little dance and this, that and the other, like as well as the dance floor. And I came out, was so impressed with this, <laughs> like, flashy ball thing that I'd been giving for free that I was swinging it about <laughs> above my head <laughs> and then went, wait, let it go. It went. F- we watched it light up, fly through the air, hit someone in the back of the head. I do feel terrible about this part. Hit someone in the back of the head and just do enough to catch them by surprise to knock them clean off the podium. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're right. I lost my case. Oh, it was so funny. It was one of the funniest things. I did feel terrible, and I did stick around and watch to see if they were hurt or anything, and they looked all right. I think it was more just their pride that <laughs> took a barren. John kills a man. <laughs> yeah. With his STD toy. <laughs> wow, yeah, you are one crazy mofo. Crazy motherfucker. There's only two questions this week. Get your questions uh, think, in for next week. I think Dan passed both of those. I'm impressed with the dark energy. Well done, Dan. Thank you. Games! Nezzy, we'll start with you. Okay, so I am going to start with a VR game. So this is a game which my sister actually bought for me for my birthday. So thank you to my sister. Um, It's a VR game. It comes in three parts. And my sister was kind enough to buy all three parts for me. Um, And I've just played the first part. It was released, I think, last year in May time. Um, And the game is Vader Immortal um, Star Wars VR series. Um, episode one. So this is a Star Wars VR game that's on the Oculus Quest. I think it's on the other Oculus machines too. And I think it also came out on the PS VR. Um, but I'm playing it on the Quest 2. Um, now I'm not a massive Star Wars fan by any stretch of the imagination. I've seen some and not all of the films. Um, so I'm not coming at this from a Star Wars fanboy angle. Um, but this is a very good game. So um, the first bit I did is like, obviously you start the game, you can either start the story or there's like a lightsaber dojo. Now, obviously, if you read the word lightsaber dojo, that's the first place that you've got to go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and like there's, in the lightsaber dojo, there's like all these different levels that you can work your way through. And I think I probably did like the first 15 or so um, because they were just, they, they were a lot of fun. So you're in this room. Obviously, this is in VR, so it's fully 3D stuff. And it, um, it, this is how we introduced some of the different mechanics in the game. So, obviously, you have a lightsaber, which is just amazing. <laughs> 
and like um so you can pick it up so i don't know the, the way that the pads work with the oculus quest 2 so you have two pads one in each hand on your thumb there's a joystick and two buttons so like on the left hand it's a and b and on the right hand it's x and y and then on each uh, pad as well you have two triggers so one trigger for your index finger and then one trigger which is your grip that's with like your big middle finger so to pick things up um you use like your grip so you can like pick up your get your lightsaber from your little lightsaber belt and then you press the trigger and it releases the light excuse i don't know all my correct star wars terminology to star wars people and obviously it makes the iconic sound and you can swoosh it about and it goes and it just feels absolutely amazing um and the other thing you have is the force so you can hold the lightsaber in in either hand you can just switch them between hands and you can use that grip button as well to use the force you can use the force to grab things to grab enemies to fling enemies um and the other really cool mechanic is you can throw your lightsaber um so again that that grip button essentially like when you press the grip button you're holding on to something and when you let go of the grip button it lets go of it so yeah you can throw your lightsaber then use the force to get it back no. So like those those are the things that you've got to play with. And you're in this like this huge room and it starts off like with um I don't know what the aliens are. Like I say, I don't know my Star Wars lore that well. These little flying aliens and you just start off with them. So like at first, um you can wait till they come near and obviously you can slice them in half with the lightsaber. And you know, like w- whichever way you slice them, like it slices them like clearly in half, like it's it, it it looks it looks really really good, but then you can also grab them with the force and you can pull them towards you and slash them with your lightsaber, or you can throw them. Um, but the coolest thing you can do is just throwing your lightsaber. Um, so you can just throw it, and it's it's so accurate. It, it's like it's, it, it it responds in the way that if you were throwing a stick, like the accuracy that you can throw things in is just you know like I mentioned about table tennis, how table tennis gets mm. the. Um, the physics perfectly right like this vr technology is so so good that you know like it's not just like i throw it in the upper left there's an enemy in the upper left hand and if i just aim generally in that direction it'll get him you have to actually hit them with it um so then as the levels go on you start to get some like more some more enemies so then you'll get like robots that also come with lightsabers um that come at you and you have to block them and fight them you'll get little flying orb robot things that fly about and shoot lasers at you and obviously you can use your lightsaber to deflect um as you'd expect to deflect the lasers but again you know because you're in this full 3d environment like you actually have to you have to get your lightsaber just right in order to hit them back and then you can hit them back in different directions but again it's really um it's, it's really precise um, so when you start throwing all of this together and then you start like you've got people coming behind you so you might get like you might get like a robot guy with his lightsaber comes behind you, you block him chop him in half you turn around throw your lightsaber in the other direction um grab another and all you know and do this like all in a chain grab another enemy fling him get your lightsaber back throw it in another direction and you get into like <laughs> once you start like getting comfortable with like all the different moves and stuff you just feel like such a badass it is just so it is just so much fun 
Um, and this is and this was just the dojo part of it. Like I say, this is just the training, and I did up to I think fifteen. Um, and they're all different different challenges, um, and they're timed challenges. Um, so you can get like a, a rating out of three. Um, and if you get hit by anyone or anything, then you lose some of your rating. And if you do it, um, there's like window time periods. So if you do it within a certain time, then you get three. So even that in itself is just, it's, it's a really fun game to just try and get three, three out of three on each one. Um, and it's one of those where you might, you might do like a level, like I, once I got to the first one, that was a bit complicated where there was like a few different enemies and stuff. Like, I think the first time I did it in, like, two minutes, 13 or something, and, like, after trying it, like, three, four times, realising I could throw my lightsaber, I ended up doing it in about 45 seconds. And it just shows you how slick, how slick you can become with your lightsaber and the different tools that you've got. Once you start using them yourself, how slick you can become. And with that slickness, you just feel... it. it just It's just loads and loads of fun. Um, yeah, so that was the... Um, that was just, that was just the dojo part, and I had loads of fun with that. I must have played that maybe forty five minutes um, to an hour, um, but then I thought, well, well, I best give the actual the actual story a go. Um, yeah, so this is like I say, it's part one of three. Um, so it starts off like you're on um, a little ship with an android. I believe you're like a salvage ship. Um, and again, it's just cool. Like the, the opening sequence starts. It starts with like in front of you. You can see in a galaxy far, far away, or a long, long time ago. I can't remember which one it says. Again, apologies. Um, that's how it starts, and already it just feels mint that you can just see like this writing just in front of you, and it's just like going up. But then you go into your ship, and then you just look around. I see. You're just in this ship. You've got your Android talking to you, and he's like, "Oh, you need to flick these switches." I can't remember what it tells you need to do, but like, you actually have to look on your little on your little panel and flick the switches up with your hand. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and there's like a a star destroyer that flies over you, and you've got like windowed ceiling, and it's just huge and it's just massive. And see the android starts going, "Oh shit, what's going on?" And they start talking, and it's just so, and it just feels. So cool, like to see like a star destroyer, but in full scale above you, it's just it's just absolutely amazing. So yeah, so the star destroyer comes along and tells you, you guys, you're coming with us. Um and then you go down onto a planet and you get taken prisoner. Um you get taken prisoner, you're in the prison, and then Darth Vader comes, speaks to you, and he wants you to try and open this. To try, I won't, I'll just say the start of the story, and this is probably what happens in the first twenty minutes or so. So it's not really real spoilers. So, so yeah, you've been taken out onto the planet. Um, you're in this prison. Officer from the Empire comes to talk to you. Opens a cell, and again, and I know, I know this is what VR is. So it's stupid that I keep on going on about it, but it's just so fucking cool <laughs> that like it's a game and you're playing this game, but he's like a full person, like stood in front of you, and he's probably like two inches taller than me, and I'm six foot three. And like mm-hmm. he's talking to you, you can see the expression in his face, and you can round, you can look around you. The sounds good. It's just, it's just so impressive. And he says to you, Darth Vader's going to come, and he's going to ask you to do something, and you're not going to be able to do it. And when you, when you can't do it, we'll kill you. And then Darth Vader comes. He's even bigger, and he's stood in front of you, massive, talking in his wonderful Darth Vader voice. He gives you this like really cool artifact, and says, "I'll um, activate this for me." And it's like a little, it's like a little block. So obviously he gives it to you, like you pick it up out of his hand, 
you have a look around it, you see like a bit of a light on it and you press a button and the thing just starts to open up and like spin around and lights coming out of it and stuff. And like you're holding it in your own hand, like having a look at it from all these different angles and it just looks so fucking cool. It's just really good. So anyway, you do this thing for Vader and then they, they say, right, they get off for whatever reason. And then you've got two people in the prisons with you. And then you basically, they say, oh, I can get you out. And then you start to escape. And that's like the start of the first episode. Um, but it's just so good. Obviously, like Star Wars does, you know, like the the ambient music in Star Wars. Like I feel it's the films that have like a lot of background music a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and that's what, and that, and, and it does that really well in this. So, like, you really feel like you're in like the Star Wars universe. Like, it it, it, it really feels part of what, what I've seen of it as well. Which is, uh, I've played a few Star Wars games and I've seen a few of the films. Um, but yeah, but it's just, it's just really, really, really cool. Um, I won't say too much more about the story of the first episode, but you know, it's um, you just carry on with this, trying to escape from this planet. Um, you know, and it's about in that in that first episode, all I've done so far is kind of use a lightsaber. You get like a lightsaber at, near the end of it, and you start doing some fighting. I think some of the force stuff and some of the other stuff that you do comes in the later episodes. Um, but the story was that's it, the story was really really good. The only thing about it is that I, I can't remember how long it lasted. I don't I don't think it's very long at all. I would say that the first episode is maybe less than an hour, maybe forty minutes. But my time might be in a little bit distorted um and episode one i think it costs like 7.99 so it's 7.99 for the story bit which is less than an hour but is massively impressive but also you have like the dojo thing which on its own is just like you know it's just like a star wars lightsaber fighting simulator in vr which on its own is 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 really really good um so yeah so i'm looking forward to playing the second part which i'm probably going to play in the next couple of days. Um, and I can see myself like working through the dojo levels. I don't know how many levels there are all in all, but I know I got up to about 15 and there was definitely more and I haven't got three stars on all of them. Um, but I can see myself doing all of those and going back and making sure I've got three stars for them. So yeah, so far first episode, it is really, really cool. So I definitely recommend it. So that's me. I can imagine you just uh, with your headset on playing and the kids coming up to you and going, Daddy, when do I get a go? You don't get a go. This is mine. <laughs> that's, that's pretty is much that it. I don't get it out in front of them now. Yeah, the kind of small ones have forgotten about it. I just keep it hidden. <laughs> but um, I, I do play in the kitchen because, like, that's the thing about this game. It, it, when, um, it recommends that you have six and a half foot by six and a half foot of space to play, which is quite a lot. I've got like quite a bit of space in the kitchen, but it's just a bit small. And there's a couple of times where I've like punched the wall, but I've got massive windows like in my kitchen and I've got like no blinds or anything. And like my neighbors on both sides could like see into my kitchen, um, like really well from their, from their gardens. (laughs) But but I've got nowhere else to play, and I just think I don't even care. Like I'm just gonna stand there in the kitchen. The, the world can see doing? me. Just me, just <laughs> just swinging about my lightsaber, looking like an absolute tit. Maureen, come here, come here, look at this. Doing. Look, look what he's doing. That's pretty much what it's going. <laughs> but it's great. You should get VR. It's so cool. I'm so happy with my purchase so far. It's really, really good. I'll get a headset one day of some kind. I just don't want to sign up to Facebook. I don't feel why I should. Just to play VR. Yep. Um, Dan, 
Let's move to you. Sorry, you caught me Jesus. just I was putting on a jumper. <laughs> did you get all entangled in it trying to be dead quick? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you said my name. Oh, my God, I can't find the exit. <laughs> I have been playing. I uh, got myself a new game uh, for the first time in bloody ages. Um, it's not really new. It's... Um, it's not really a remake either. It's near replicant version 1.22474487139. Mm, um, yeah, just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um, it's it's not it's not an up it's not a a, a remake or a remaster. Um, technically, they they're calling it an updated version of near replicant, um, which was only released in Japan. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm really rather enjoying it. Um, it's uh, if you've played um, near automata or near automata even, um, it's it's the game that came before that basically. Um, no um, no robots humping yet. Uh, I don't think there are any robots in this like that like in the first one. I would say no. the second one. Um, but yeah, you play as a, a young man living in a remote village and you've got to save your sister, Yona, who's terminally ill to this thing called the Black Scrawl. Um, basically, this weird inky writing is going up over her, body, up her arms and it spreads and apparently it's fatal. Um, but you meet this talking book called um, Grimoire um, Vice. Um, mm. He's a talking tome. And you, with him, go out to search for the sealed verses in a hope to possibly save your sister and the world. Ooh. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Uh, the, the music has had an update, and it is beautiful, just like in, uh, in, in the previous Nier game. And I, I'm falling in love with just running around and listening to that wonderful music. And um, the characters are quite interesting. I just met a character called um, Carne Kane. I'm not entirely sure. She basically uh, wields two swords and wears skimpy underwear. Um, that's 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 her bag, apparently. Um, the Japanese game, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, duh. And apparently, her vocabulary and attitude are quite brash and. Um, violent i've heard her say um what did she call someone a shit sack that's what she called someone <laughs> uh, so so yeah it's it's a fun game you're basically running around exploring killing stuff typical rpg stuff basically um unfortunately it doesn't work very well on the pc at the moment um the the community's already releasing patches um which is a good thing because it took how many years for them to up, update um, near um, automata? Um, I think that got updated like this year, and that came out in 2017. So, so yeah, I'm not going to hang around and wait for Square Enix to finish fixing the game. So, I'm going to try some of the updates. Um, weirdly, like there's a problem if you've got a, a high refresh rate screen. Uh, quite often, it just suddenly goes into slow motion during cutscenes, um, and there's a few other technical issues. But I'm happy to put up with them just for the music. And yeah, it's it's yeah, I'm loving it. It's not perfect, 
but... so is, is this is this replicant one in, in newly out like a re yeah it got released last week i think um this update this updated version basically yeah is it just on pc um i have no idea let's have a look um yeah, it sure is on it is on playstation 4 xbox one and pc so like a third so person if, type of action yeah. thing yeah yeah third person it doesn't support ultra wide properly that's annoying um oh. but yeah. so <laughs> i've i've thought about near automata a few times. The only thing that's put me off it is I imagine it's a very, very long game. Um, yeah, you have. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get all the endings, there's one for each letter of the alphabet. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ! But some of the endings you get like really quickly. Like the first time you die, that's one of the endings, and you get the credits scrolling through really fast. <laughs> um, wow. the, that's interesting. The um, like you go through the whole game on your first playthrough and obviously that's another ending and then you do it again but it's much quicker the second time because you know where everything is and you know, it's easier and then on i think your third playthrough you start off like halfway through the story and you can get different endings through different choices from then onwards as well um, but most people say that the e ending is the the true ending and that's a good ending, and that's pretty much the only one you really need. When do you get that one? Which <sighs> third or fourth playthrough? Okay, you lose with every word that comes out of your mouth. You're losing me. <laughs> <laughs> really good. How long which, is a playthrough? Would you recommend? Yeah. Uh, well, I've ba- I've barely started uh, Replicant, so I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, God, I did playthroughs quite quickly. Um, after the first one um that they're, they're pretty short um if i look on my twitter i can you know if you look on my if you look on twitter and see my victories achieved you can see how quickly they came up it wasn't very long at all um so which one would you recommend to play first of replicant and automata well i haven't played enough of replicant to mm-hmm. to say really i've only played it for a few hours and i'm dealing with pc glitches so mm. That's a tough one, but I think one's on Game Pass. I think uh, near Automata isn't that on Game Pass? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So I play that one. Yeah. I mean, they're different stories. It doesn't really matter which one you play first. You know, you've already paid for it. Along with like another hundred other games, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just give it. A, give it a just give it a quick go. See if you like it, and if you like it, yeah. you like it, and if you don't, well, you've not lost anything. The combat looks fun on it, like... Uh, yeah, the combat is looks pretty fun. slick. Yeah, the combat has been tweaked in... Um, I'm just going to call it Replicant now. Uh, the, the combat's been updated in that, as well as the graphics and the sound. and It's good. Okay, near Replicant. John? I really, really got into a game this week in a big way. So after reading Cormac McCarthy's The Road recently, I wanted to play something that um, would be as close as possible to that end of the world feeling where, yeah. And I found that in DayZ. So I started playing DayZ via Game Pass and um, jumped into a server. It's got a very steep learning curve, but it's a fantastic game. Um, and yeah, you can play it first or third person. You um, always seem to spawn on the beach. 
and you spawn just with one piece of food uh, occasionally you spawn with some glow sticks as well and then just literally the clothes that you're wearing and um occasionally some bandages and that that's literally it you don't spawn with any weapons um nothing else and the aim of the game is really simple uh you've just got to survive there are zombies that are around on the map as well and if they see you they will come sprinting after you and try and um kill you but the main danger isn't the zombies in this game the main danger is the other players um yeah it's fantastic i started off on the beach and decided to try and explore um a half of a broken boat because i thought i'm guessing that many people won't have explored that there might be some loot there and then all of my character's clothes were drenched and because i didn't change him out of those ones and find some others quick enough he then got sick and kept vomiting and um the taste temperature as well kept going up and down and eventually he died um another one of my deaths involved i went into a town and there was just too many zombies and i tried to fight one of them barehanded and you can actually beat them down if you like take on one of them at a time but i tried to take on about four or five of them at the same time and they just handed my ass to me basically um but there was a particular uh, particularly amazing um thing that happened while i was playing the game and that the game is very very slow so this is a lot of like running in one direction nothing happening for ages while you're looking for loot and loot is very um scarce and and hard to find um but something quite interesting did happen i decided that as a point of reference i was going to just keep following the train tracks i wanted somewhere that that i knew that i could sort of i knew that i'd be making progress in the right direction because before this i tried running through the forest and i found some mushrooms to to eat and i found a, a guard station that actually did have a shotgun in it but no shells i later found some shells at like a power station but i found some different things noticed there was a few animals as well which you can like kill and hunt they're fairly rare um but I decided, right, I'm, I, I kept getting turned around in the forest and coming back on myself. So I thought, I'm going to f- follow this train track. I'm going to stay on this and just see where it takes me. If I come across anything along the way, fantastic. But this is going to be my point of reference. So I know I'm not out in the same area over and over again. I followed this train track for ages, literally about 10 minutes, found a little stream, drank some water, kept going. I came across this house and... It was completely on its own. There was no other houses surrounding it. It was just this one house and a little shed outside. I went into the shed, found a few things like a lock and a lighter and stuff like that. And then as I went into the house, I could hear this really loud buzzing noise. And I noticed it was coming from upstairs. So I started fucking quick. Sorry, 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 sorry. (laughs) And it was Chinny that was upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) In game. (laughs) Fucking keyboard is a minefield, I'm sorry. (laughs) No worries. So I crept up the stairs, I heard this buzzing noise. It was getting louder and louder. I opened the door and there was three dead bodies of previous players that um were there just with a little bit of loot by them and then i heard this voice behind me say put your hands up and i was like oh god yeah yeah (laughs) 
I get that reference. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, he was like, put your hands up. It's like, oh, God. And I thought, well, this isn't going to end well. Like, I'm surrounded by three dead bodies. Um, so I'm just going to go for it. So I ran. I turned around. I ran at him. He did hit me, and I was bleeding quite heavily. You could see the blood coming off me and stuff. But I did I did manage to run off into the nearby trees. I managed to do it. Um, I could see him. It was proper, like, I, I was proper shitting myself, to be honest. I managed to hide and, like, lie down right near some of the trees. And I could see him looking for me, and he was shouting, Where are you? <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> like, but he's shouting, Where are you? Like, I'm going to go, Oh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i bandaged myself up and i was just crawling i was trying to crawl to this like edge where the the, the sort of the ground was a bit more built up where i thought i'd have a chance to, to run away and i did manage to get away but then i was terrified so i carried on running carried on running carried on following the train tracks kept turning around to see if he, he, he was there there wouldn't have been very little i could actually do i didn't have any weapons um, I came across a few buildings along the way along the train tracks. Like I managed to find a lead pipe. I managed to find a pistol with some ammunition and kept on running along. Came across a few buildings that were close to to this sort of large um, pond area. Everything was fine. I'm a bit more like sort of wary of, of, you know, that there could be someone here. I'm trying to look for signs like open doors and things, see if anyone's there. Just as I approached one of the buildings on the outside. Now, I didn't go for the door. I wanted to look in through the windows first. Just as I approached, I heard two people talking to one another. So there was two survivors, and I thought, this is either this can only go one of two ways. They're either going to like shoot me and try and steal the very little that I already have, or they're going to be okay. I'm going to see, see what happens here. So <laughs> as I was getting ready to approach and say, like, hello, friendly, and, you know, go for it, I looked. <laughs> the two guys that are talking start to come into view in the building that I'm looking in, into. And I thought, well, I'm just going to wait. Like, I'm going to try and sort of gauge how friendly they are. Well, yeah, that didn't work because <laughs> one of the guys turned around and saw me at the window and he screamed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, because he screamed and it made me jump, I screamed. <laughs> so, basically i'm looking through the window screaming at this guy who's looking through the window screaming at me <laughs> um and yeah i shouted friendly friendly and he did fire off a shot through the window but it missed me and it, he was like okay okay you know friendly friendly and, and, and i told him you know we, we sort of calmed down and he was like okay walk into the building i walked into the building we sort of got talking and then i just ended up going around with these two guys like going from building to building they gave me some stuff um i had like had um i picked up like a can of like pop or whatever uh, along the way and i gave gave that to them because i couldn't really offer them much and we were sort of hunting zombies we were moving along through um the road and yeah it was just it was just fantastic. It was very slow experience, but it was brilliant. And I really got into the, the Daisy and I thought, I absolutely love this. And then this morning I loaded up Game Pass and it said, guess what games are leaving Game Pass? <laughs> and Daisy was on there. So um, I'm a bit gutted it's leaving, but I'm considering paying the, the like paying to keep it. Did you play it on Xbox or your laptop? I played this on the series s um yeah. i do all 
already own it on Steam, but um, yeah, it makes my um, well, it makes my laptop run really hot. But also playing it on Steam, it didn't feel the same as just sitting there playing it with the controller on my Xbox in my living room. Like I know I could just play it with the controller through Steam. I know that it's got controller support to do that. But when I played it originally through Steam, I, there was just I felt overwhelmed with the amount of um, keys that I had to try and remember. So I've only actually yeah. been gaming on a PC for sort of two years. Um, and then I've like played little bits here and there over the years, like Counter Strike and stuff. But yeah, just the amount of controls, I just kept forgetting them. Where if it's all on a control or something I'm familiar with, and I know that it's already been mapped out and where everything is, it just seemed a lot easier to control in that way. Like graphically, it looks like shit. It's not great graphically at all. But I don't really care about graphics. I'm not bothered. It was more just the experience. And um, yeah, when it goes off Game Pass. I'll either move to playing it on Steam or I'll just wait for it to go into a sale and pick it up because it is just so good. Very cool, Daisy. I like the idea of it and like the story that you've just told like, is exactly the kind of experience that I want to get out of it. But I just played it once and just like I say, straight away some guy was just murdering me. And then I mean, I sometimes that will happen sometimes i spawned on the beach and there was just straight away the first place that i even seen i would shut straight away that's it respawn but yeah it, it i'd say for the sort of four or five hours i put into it being like shut on site only happened probably twice maybe three times and i did bump into quite a few players because when you choose a server you choose um it shows you whether there's a high amount of players in there or a sort of medium amount of players or quite a low amount of players um and i was just going for the ones where it was sort of the mid-range amount i didn't want to keep running into people constantly but i also didn't want nothing to happen because the interactions are a big part in the game uh, you can take other survivors and real players as hostages and blindfold them and stuff as well. Or there was one occasion where um, one of the other people uh, did get into a fist fight with me and he won. And um, you don't die straight away. You get knocked unconscious. And while I was knocked unconscious, they can loot you and see what you've got. Um, and he had a look at what I had. And I think he just thought, you know, it's not worth it laying a few more punches and kicks and stuff and like killing me so he just left me and i woke up and just <laughs> we just went our separate ways <laughs> cool cool um I, i'm just gonna go through both of mine in one go because i've not i don't really have much to say on both so i'm still playing assassin's creed revelations it's still fun i've, I've discovered a few little bugs here there and everywhere that are a little irritating sometimes you'll you'll start the game and there's no music <laughs> there's no music at all through the, throughout the entire game and the music for it is brilliant it's so mm. pleasant to listen to so when it's not there it's um you know you notice it's not there uh, so you have to restart the game to get the music back on uh, also one of the dynamics of the game is to do up all these shops that are located all around the map and the more you do up the more money you earn Every 20 minutes, the money gets deposited into a bank, which you can take out and spend on more stuff. There's been a few gaming sessions where that just didn't happen. No money came to me at all. Um, mm. I'd be playing for a couple of hours and there was nothing, not a penny. Why, why is this? So 
yeah, so again, if if uh, if you notice that that is happening, you just have to restart and <laughs> do it again. Little stupid little things like that, but um, generally still having a really good time with it. Combat is just great. It's still Brotherhood-level combat. So fluid, so brutal and graceful. And the story, because it, uh, it, it delves into both the Ezio Auditori line and the um, other bloke, what's his name? Uh, Altai- Altair. Altair, that's the one. Altair. Altair. So you kind of, it's, the storylines are kind of entwining into one another. Um, I mean, I've played the game before, but I can't remember anything about it. So it's, it's nice to play it again with no memory of it. Having a good time. It's very good. Very happy with it. Um, that's all I have to say about that. So that's Assassin's Creed Revelations. Also, um, just before the podcast, I finished downloading Destroy All Humans, which was the updated version. Uh, I think the original version came out 2005 on the Xbox and the PlayStation 2. This new version has updated graphics, uh, support for 4K, 2K, HD, uh, high frame rates and all that stuff. It looks nice, looks very pleasant, very clean. Um, the gameplay is exactly the same as the Xbox. Things have come a long way since since back in the day, and you can tell that. It's, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It's still quite fun. Um, some of the cutscenes are quite funny. The main alien seems to be doing an impression of Jack Nicholson for whatever reason. But yeah, I, I'm literally, I've, I've had about 40 minutes on it. I've done the tutorial, I've just gone into the first mission and it's bringing back a lot of good memories because I remember really liking the game when it first came out back in the day. So I, I will carry on playing it. It is limited in its gameplay as you would expect from a uh, 16-year-old game. Fucking hell, 16 years. But yeah, it's, it's, it's quite fun, quite pleasant. That's Destroy All Humans. It uh, just came on to Game Pass now. So if you want to give it a go, give it a go. I, I, saw, it on game, I saw it on Game Pass. And I, I never played this back in the day, but it's one of those games that a lot of people say was really good and really fun. So um, I plan on playing this newer version of it. Same. Yeah, it, it's, it does hold a lot of nostalgic value. So... Obviously, you're not you're not going to get that when you play it, no. but it's still quite fun. It's with all the games you've got and the the VR and everything you've got uh, lined up to play. I doubt you'll finish this, or you'll finish it in like five or six years. But it's it's nice to sort of download and just try and just you know see what what it's like for an hour or two, see how you go. It's good for kids actually. I think it's um, I don't think it's particularly violent. Oh, actually, you no. Know, some heads do explode when you uh, <laughs> try and extract information from them. It's the aim to just destroy the human, the planet. You're an alien, and so, you're just going to destroy. Yes, yeah, so, so you're an alien, and you uh, you belong to the Furon Empire. And the Furon Empire have lost the ability to produce offspring. So they have to rely on cloning. But every time they clone, their DNA uh, degradates. So they have to find this strand in, in human DNA to harvest so they can maintain their species. So they come to Earth to basically extract DNA from everyone. But there's also a side mm-hmm. story of a, a fallen furon alien who's been captured uh, it's basically you know the story of roswell new mexico and the alien who the apparent alien that landed and the american government have them have to have the mm. body locked in, in area 51 it's, it's basically that's that's the sort of premise so you have to come yeah. and kind of try and rescue your mate as well as harvest humans and you've got to there's there's bits where there's, there's times where you can uh, assume the identity of humans 
and sort of mingle with them, um, which is quite fun. So there's a, f- a few kind of stealth mechanics on there, and you can get people on their own and suck out the brain <laughs> when, when you get a chance. It's it's fun, you know. It's a nice game, but it is from 2005, and although it looks very nice at the moment, it's it's a it's a much nicer, crisper looking game than it used to be. Uh, it's still from 2005. So yeah, it's a Star Trek episode with a similar plot about clones and. DNA uh, degrading. It was called Up the Long Ladder, which, in season two. Which one? Which um... <laughs> next generation? Ah, uh, season two, nice. episode eighteen. So, <laughs> do you know every single episode uh, <laughs> no, religiously <laughs> in detail? I've, I've seen it a lot. I did have to Google which um, which season. Which yeah, I, I did just look up which episode it was. But how many times a day do you say that reminds me of Star Trek episode? <laughs> <laughs> Well, most I spend most of my day sitting on my own, so I, and I don't really talk to myself. So that was the first time I've said it in a long time. <laughs> uh, but yes, that's Destroy All Humans and Assassin's Creed Revelations. That's that's me done. So we'll head back to Dan. Yeah, I didn't play very long, uh, but I thought I'd better check out the uh, state of Cyberpunk 2077, see if it was uh, uh, any better than it was. And uh, yeah, the cars still float. And, um, <laughs> Is that a feature or a glitch <laughs> it's a glitch their, their tires just <laughs> levitating like a foot off the ground and there's a guy leaning on the car and it's like it's the future that's what right. happens <laughs> none of the cars do that in the game <laughs> apart from when they're not moving then they float as soon as you drive they're back on the ground i mean what would be the point in that dusting how <laughs> how was that the patch that they released how was that they tested it and went yep okay let's get this out into production yeah. no one will notice that <laughs> um, but I, I I'm in the middle of the last mission so I can't go and see if my car's back or anything and basically I just played it until I died and I thought uh, you know what that'll do for now I think at some point I need to restart the game oh, I can't be asked. really can't be asked with that at the moment it's still not it's, been finished for beautiful. next gen, has it? It's still that's still coming. It's, I'm sure it should have been done by now. I'm sure the original date for it to be released properly on oh yeah current generation was what February? Yeah, January February time. Yeah, it's, it's way past that. I don't know what their um, clock is, what their um, current um, plans are back, for it. Back end of the year, it is. They've they've um, delayed it till the end of the year the next gen thing because that's still what i'm waiting for funny enough i watched a couple of youtube videos to see how it was because i i still really want to go back and play this game but i'm still hoping that by waiting to the next gen one i'm going to have like a nice fully working version of it but as time goes on more patches come out i'm feeling less and less confident that it's ever going to be a perfect title surely surely when it comes out because it's delayed like heavily when it comes out for next generation, that edition will be almost perfect. Surely. <laughs> they must have had to do so many patches and fakes now and things that, you know, these games are just code, essentially. So they're doing so many changes, so many patches, changing things that they didn't intend to originally have to do. So, Breaking new things is the yeah. update. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't think that it's a case of them finishing it. I think it's a case of them trying to fix. And once you're trying to fix code it's you end up chasing your tail a little bit so who yeah. knows what it's going to end up like mm. yeah they've had setbacks as well haven't they like covid's going to have an have had an effect on exactly. on things if they're not all 
developing in the same place. Plus, um, they had that uh, hack as well, didn't they, where they had like source code for games yeah. stolen. Um, that's obviously going to to have an effect on things. So they've they've been quite unlucky, really. But they have made a shit ton of money. So. Yeah, true. Yes, yes, apparently they have. <laughs> true, very true. <laughs> yeah, they refunded like I think it was like thirty thousand or something out of however many million they sold. So literally, this has not had any real negative financial impact on them, really. Just yeah. reputation. I'm, just, I'm going through the um, the notes of everything that's been fixed, and it's it's a really long list for patch one point two, and that's before you get to the hot fixes after the patch so they've done a lot a hell of a lot i'm still scrolling and it's still on patch 1.2 wow uh but yeah the cars still float so (laughs) (laughs) but no it it does look beautiful so i'm gonna have to restart it and play it again okay cyberpunk it's still shit (laughs) nezzy yes i will i'm gonna do next i will do i'll do a quick one um I played Sea Thieves this weekend, so my mum had the children on Saturday, so the wife and I had just the night and the following day to ourselves. Now, we could have gone to the pub, we could have gone to the restaurants, because those are open now, but who the fuck wants to drink or eat outside? So, we stayed in, um, and we played Sea Thieves. Um, Nothing about Sea Thieves is that you can't play it on a split screen. I think it's too intensive of a game to render twice so it does have to be played on two different consoles um so i played this downstairs and my wife played this upstairs and we video called each other while we were playing it nice. <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a bit of a weird thing to do for a husband and wife but you know she's <laughs> heather slowly got into the game life just more and more um over the past few months and i feel that was like a bit of a milestone when we're playing a game in the same house <laughs> in different <laughs> rooms for someone who didn't play that who well well she played games when she was younger but hasn't played games for, for quite a while yeah so, so we played um sea of thieves so the first thing is it's the first time i've played this really on my series x and it looks fucking amazing like just the colors the water that game probably has the best water physics in any game and everyone loves great water physics and the water in this is just absolutely beautiful um however on my series x there was quite a bit of screen tearing like quite a lot of it which i found really weird because obviously this is an xbox title it's one of the ones that they've kind of shouted about, about the frame rates and stuff and it being working with the Series X and stuff. So I was a bit, so I was a bit, um, yeah, I was a bit put out by that. But saying that, I definitely noticed it a lot at the start and I can't remember, I can't whether I just start to ignore it towards the end or not, or maybe it sorted itself out. But there was quite a bit of screen tearing. Um, but other than that, it just looks, it just looks absolutely amazing. Um, my wife's not played it before. I have played it before. I said this came out in 2018, so it's been out a while. And when it first came out, I played it a little bit then, and then maybe on two, three occasions in between now and then, I've had a session on there um, with some people. So I kind of know what to do, um, and my wife doesn't. Um, the history of playing computer games together in this family is not always worked out well. Games like Overcooked and stuff have just always caused more issues rather than being fun so i was a little bit um 
I wondered what it would be like, me and the wife working together, because obviously the Sea of Thieves is, is just all about working together. And the good thing about this game is, so I, I guess everyone knows by now, but Sea of Thieves is it's on the Xbox. It's made by Rare. It's a first-person, cartoony, open-world pirate game um so you have a ship this game is designed to play with other people you can get the smallest boat and play it on your own but it's going to be difficult you're not going to have that much fun um there's like three either three or four different types of ships that you can have the smallest one is for one and two people the biggest one is for like four people plus um so we picked the smallest one um, so it's just me and the wife, and yeah, so yes, yeah, so I say it's first person. You have your ship to operate. There's lots of jobs to do on the ship, from um, turning the wheel to putting the sails up and down, pointing the sails in the right direction, releasing the anchor. If you hit anything, you have to get wood to repair the ship. Um, navigating. Um, so there's all these jobs to do on a ship, and in order to do them with any sort of competence, you have to kind of talk to each one and say, right. Um, if you know, you can be the person on the map because um, the map is in that the whole of the ship, um, and you can see where the ship is in comparison to where you go in. Um, but yeah, the only way to communicate where you go in, you know, you can't put a marker down that the person on the wheel can see. You have to like say, go a little bit left, go a little bit right, or head northwest, or head northeast, and you have to use your compass. So that's so yes, yeah, so that's kind of like how the game works. And um, you get you start off on an island. You get mission. There's a few little huts on the island. There's various different people from different factions who can give you missions to go and do. As you fulfil missions, those missions to begin with tend to be like go and find this treasure. So you get treasure map. Like it'll either have a picture of an island and then literally like an X on the map. Um, and you have to, again, just by talking to each other, so you guys will have the map, so you'll have to you'll be start talking to each other, going, right, looking on the map, right, I can see there's that tree over there, and it's just in front of that tree, so if you go around there and try digging there. So again, even that aspect of it is kind of all about communication. Um, there are enemies in the game, so skeletons that come out, and you have either, like, your cutlass to fight with, or you have some muskets to shoot with, so it's nothing too advanced. Um, by way of combat, but there are enemies in there. It does add an element of excitement when you're out hunting for treasure. The other type of um, the other type of like treasure um, quest there is is like you get clues. So like there might be like four clues on a page. You can only see the first one, and it'd be like a cryptic clue, like on the northeast beach below the great yonder tree. And then you have to go there, open your um, your clues again, and you'll get the next one. So again, you're kind of working together and having a chat to go and try and find to get to the end of it. Then you get the treasures either by digging it up or however you get it. Um, and the idea is that you have to get that treasure back onto your ship uh, and then take the treasures back to some outposts. You deliver them, you get money, which you can buy things with, such as beautiful pirate outfits. Um, and you can, um, and then you level up with the different factions. Um, yeah, so me and the wife played this for about like two, three hours on Saturday night, and we had load, we had loads of fun with it. It really was just generally loads of fun. Like we worked really well together. Um, Heather got to grips with the game um, really well. She was impressed with it, so we had loads of fun. So that was it. That was Sea of Thieves. I guess we're probably going to play it again. The only thing with Sea of Thieves is that it takes a long time to kind of do anything 
Um, because like to save it, you have to take your treasure back. So there was like at one point, and I was like, We probably paid it for like two and a half hours, and it was getting a bit late. She's like, Oh, should we call it quits now? And I was like, No, we don't call it quits. We have to get these treasures, we have to take them onto the ship, go back and forth to the island and stuff to get all the stuff that we collected. Then we have to get all that stuff back, and then we have to take it back to the outpost. Um, when we deliver it, then we can call it quits. So, so you know, it's not really a game that you can throw on for 20 minutes, you have to have like a good session on it uh, but when you do have um, a good session it is it is loads of fun because you're just talking and communicating and having fun like the whole way through um yeah so that's he thieves i'm trying to organize a play date uh again we were i think we were meant to have one a couple of weeks ago but we got put off but if anybody wants to um have a play date i was thinking maybe this wednesday or thursday because i think those are dates that work quite well for people um obviously it's on game pass john as well you've got a in Xbox as well, although you, you can play this on the PC as well, and I think it's got crossplay, but I don't know, I'll check in a minute um, but yeah, but it will be really good to get like a few people on this because so you can have some of the bigger ships and, um, and have more people on there so yeah, look out on Twitter and in the Discord, I'm going to try and get something together, we'll try and get as many people as possible. Yeah, I'll um, join and mm-hmm. play some CDs. It has got crossplay as well <clears throat> Oh, good. Perfect. Even better. We can all get on it because it's a good game. It's a really good game. That's me, Sea Thieves. Fantastic. Uh, John? Okay, so um, I was really enjoying Daisy, and now it's leaving Game Pass. I was really enjoying this next game, and this is also leaving Game Pass. Um, I've tried playing it a few times in the past. I've never really been able to get much into it, but for some reason I really fancied playing it, and that game is Alan Wake. Um, Graphically, it looks like it came out when it did a long time ago. Um, The story is a bit chunky. It's not amazing. I get a Twin Peaks vibe from some of the atmosphere. I think that's what they were trying to go for. Um, But the gameplay is really fun. I really like it, and it really makes a difference playing it with no loading screens i haven't seen a single loading screen and i don't know if my memory is just not serving me well but i'm sure when i played it on the 360 there was quite a few but anyway um yeah i'm really enjoying it and i'm hoping i can blast through it before it leaves game pass because it's not a very long game um i play only played it for an hour earlier and i got through the first episode in a really short amount of time but yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it it's really creepy and i want to play it and then somewhere so at some point down the line i then want to play control um just to find the like alan wake references and stuff like that but yeah i'm not going to talk too long about alan wake because it's it's super old um and the last one the last game that i've been playing is assassin's creed unity and I'm still on my mission to try, which started last year, which was to play all the Assassin's Creed in order. Um, it, that's going quite well, but this one is definitely the hardest one to like. 100%. It's the hardest one. And I say that because I love the other Assassin's Creed up until this point. As like revelations i thought it was brilliant i loved brotherhood i loved two black flag um the other one rogue brilliant had such a good time with them oh unity is shit (laughs) the french one oh yeah it's so shit it's so bad um and i really want to like it 
did you ever have that where you really want to like a game but i just it's it's doing everything it can to make me not like it um why don't you like about why don't you like about it so first of all the climbing is really fucking annoying now before it was just hold rt and then aim at the building you've run up it you might have to move left a little bit or move right to figure it out but mostly the climbing was fairly intuitive this one they've brought this in this stupid thing where you have to choose whether you want to free run up or free run down and yeah. it's a different button for each one but it does the same fucking thing if i hold free run up and i still aim off a building it still does the same thing but something really pisses pissed me off that and it was this whole thing about press the lt button and you're climbing through this window there's a chase scene at the start of the game and um i don't care if i'm spoiling this because it's shit and (laughs) you are supposed to like it's supposed to be really tense right at the beginning and you're running away from all these guards and the idea is that you're running away from these guards and you dive out of one window run along a short courtyard and dive in through another window yeah, it didn't exactly work like that. There's all dramatic music. I ran at the window and he jumped onto the side of the opening of the window while all these guards are just standing there staring at me. He just watching me try and, <laughs> trying to climb through the window. I then jumped off the window. He jumped onto another part of the wall nearby to it and it was just so frustrating. And I find, I'm finding it with the other Assassin's Creed games, I got into a really good flow of jump here, run along this, jump here, you know, use this um, lift to lift me up onto the building and then run along here and so on. With this one, I find that there are too many NPCs. I keep running into them. The rooftops, too many of them are sloped. So, like, I'll get a nice flow going and then it, it slows it down while it clambers up the, the side of the sloped um, rooftops. Trying to climb into the windows has just been a constant annoyance because it just seems like it's part of luck whether or not I'm going to make it in through a lot of them. Um, and the, the the graphical glitches. Now, I've, I've probably said a million times before, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, this is not running at the right frames per second. I can't enjoy this game. Mm. Like, I don't care. I'll play something on PS2. I'm not bothered. But the the sort of graphical glitches in this are just getting to the point now where they're just far too common and it's it, i'm seeing it like every playthrough every sort of few minutes at the beginning of the game there's supposed to be a really tense scene where this big fight has broken out excuse me this big fight has broken out and it was completely ruined by npcs just running through the middle of the characters that are on screen like reaching their arms through them, reaching part of their bodies through them, blocking the camera at times as well from the cut scene. Um, There's another scene where you you go and do these jobs for this um, prison officer and you've got to go and solve these murder mysteries. And he's supposed to be asleep, but it was really creepy because he's asleep in the background while you're talking to the character in the cell, but his face kept glitching in and out of like a big smiling, laughing face, even though (laughs) like (laughs) he's lying back and he's making snoring noises, but it's it's just really off putting. Um, And the murder mysteries, they were they're similar to how they work in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and I loved the Penny Dreadfuls in that game. They were beautifully done. In this one, 
not done so well because they're ruined by the glitches again. So got this murder mystery, there's dead body, um, and you look around the scene, find the clues, use your eagle vision, find the clues to see what's going on. Um, read if, if, if there's been notes or letters or whatever, you read those, figure out the clues, and you've got to talk to there's normally like four or five different people and you witnesses and you speak to them and then you accuse one of them. If you accuse the correct one first time, you get a bonus and they'll give you a weapon or something. Um, yeah, the first murder mystery bit I did was brilliant, really enjoyable, really good to sort of analyse the body, find out what happened, put together different um, dates of when things happened and I, I accused the right person. It was really good. This other murder mystery, I was in the middle of a main mission where I had to run away from these guards, ran through an area where this murder mystery um, event was it's taking place, but I'm not going to stop and try and solve it because I'm being chased. So I thought, right, I'll come back to this later. I finished the main mission. I went back to the murder mystery and there was a few objects to investigate it had obviously just like glitched out the other witnesses. There was just one person that I could talk to. And then because there was only one person I could talk to, that was obviously the person that had done it because there was no one else that I could actually accuse. <laughs> and this particular person was the sister who was stood next to the dead body. So I literally walked over, went, oh, brilliant, a murder mystery. There's the body. Oh, well, you must have done it because there's no one else <laughs> <laughs> anywhere that I can even accuse, even if I wanted to. Um, I've had a few missions as well where it's there's been a target that I've killed, but then it's not registered that I've killed them. So the mission won't end. That's happened quite a few times. And I know that, that all open world games to an extent are going to like have glitches and things like that. And I know that other Assassin's Creed games do, but for a game that's been out this amount of time, how has this not been? How have some of these like really glaringly obvious ones not been fixed? It just it feels like it's it's constant, and it, it is really yeah battering against me um, trying to enjoy it. The story's not great either in terms of like it is really difficult to follow, and the real world part of assassin's creed in this one is just really boring and dull there's this one woman that pops up occasionally and waffles a little bit and then she's gone again there's no like walking around exploring for yourself and any of that i <clears throat> don't know if that comes later but it's it's not great the, the thing that um i am enjoying is um you can get a few of these uh, like co-op missions when you're walking around some of the missions are co-op where you they've they've worked seamlessly to be honest they've um you go up to these people on the map um it will give you a rundown of roughly what the co-op mission is and it will show you how many players um you'll need for it as soon as i entered in one of the as soon as i accepted that quest it took literally 10 seconds and it started me off straight away at the start of the mission with three other assassins. And there was a nice flow to that. And there was that I thought it was a nice touch because some of the skills that they give you uh, work in co-op and only work in co-op. 
And like uh, one of the skills I have is that if I use my eagle vision and mark the enemies, that all the other people I'm playing with can see those enemies and things as well. So that was cool, working together and being able to do some of the missions in that way because then any of the, the money you make and skills that you gain from that particular mission, you carry back into your single player version of the game so that all worked really really well and that's been a lot of a lot of fun to do but i find that what's happening with this assassin's creed more so than any of the others i've played is in the others i want to do everything i want to go and do all the eagle towers and synchronize all of those i want to get as many chests as possible uh, uh, there's even been times with the previous ones where i'll throw a podcast on and i'll just like clear all the chests clear all the different collectibles with this one i'm just doing a few cart missions and then running from main mission to main mission i'm just mm. fully mainlining this i'm not wasting any time on side quests or collecting any other shit it's just i'm just getting it done could that possibly be due to the fact you've been playing a lot of assassin's creed games recently and you're just getting a bit burnt out on them it could be yeah but then the other assassin's creed games like the story really hooked me in Mm. and this one the main character arno he's okay but the story itself is just very just dull i'm just finding it really boring the story um yeah but it could be i remember the climbing thing being annoying yeah. having to select up and down now that you mentioned it I, I remember that being annoying and if i think about the story i can't even really remember the story but i don't know if i liked it just because it was in france and i don't know why but i i don't remember hating this game i remember quite yeah, I, it. I enjoyed it even with yeah. the horrific graphical errors i kept getting on the pc version the like France itself looks amazing. Like if there was a mission for the, the Notre Dame Cathedral, which was incredible. Yeah, and when it's not glitching and graphically going weird, it is it is a beautiful game. It annoyed me a little bit as well, though, that at the beginning, and this does come from because I've been playing so much Assassin's Creed. At the beginning, things that are you've just been given at the beginning of the other games, you had to buy the skills for to to use in this one so doing the double assassination i saw two enemies next to each other and just immediately kicked into right i'm going to run at them and i'll kill both of them but he didn't he killed one and then i had to engage in a fight with the other one and jumping off of buildings being able to stab two of them at the same time as well was something you have to unlock so i was a bit like hmm you, know, you don't get that. You don't get that in the in the new ones though. Like double assassinations, you have to buy them as well. I definitely it definitely annoyed me in Vikings, and I think it's annoyed me in some of the previous ones as well because you get so used to doing it that when you then go into the next game and you can't do it, it just totally changes how you have to play, and it's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not maybe saying that that this is shit is is a bit strong because I am still playing it, so it's not that bad. <laughs> but it's yeah. After this one, after this Assassin's Creed, I am I know I say it after every one, but I am one hundred percent taking a break for a while. Um, <laughs> what going is next? To some other stuff. Um, and then, break for as long as it takes you to install it. <laughs> Which one's the next one? Um I think I'm because I'm skipping Syndicate because I I played that a lot and I love oh, yeah. I think it is um, Syndicate. And I'm pretty sure that's the next one. But I'm 
like I say, I'm I'm not going to do that one because I, yeah. I think a hundred percent syndicate. I'm pretty sure I did yeah, everything because I, I loved it. Thought it was. Me did you too. play as um Jacob or did you play as Evie? You could switch between them, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think I switched between them. Well, I played other than the missions you had to play as Jacob. I played the whole game as Evie. Um, and loved I think it. I did. I think I did too. I can't remember, but I think I did too. She was better, wasn't she? Didn't she have better? Oh. I just preferred her like dialogue and stuff. I thought yeah. she was just a bit of a better character. But yeah, after after this one, one hundred percent, I'm taking a break after Unity, um, and then I'm skipping Syndicate, and then at some point further down the road, it'll be Origins. Then, <laughs> oh God, you're in for a shot there. <laughs> Well, I, I do already own Origins, and I have already played like twenty minutes of it a while ago, and I don't remember liking those twenty minutes. Well, do that for seventy hours. <laughs> game. And I own Odyssey as well, um, but I haven't even ever loaded that up. I bought um, Unity recently in a sale on Ubisoft. I was quite excited to start it until uh, listening to you. You might like it. Like I'm just, and it, there are parts of it. There are some missions where I thought. That was a pretty cool mission that was, but not enough. Like it's yeah, it's doing my head in a bit to be honest. I got my I had my, I had my honeymoon in Paris and we went to Versailles and I think we went not long after playing it and I was just amazed. It's just an exact replica of Versailles, even like the gardens and stuff and the building. I was just walking around it just thinking, This is amazing. It's like I'm an Assassin's Creed. So it is a great looking game. It's definitely worth playing. And I think you'd probably say, John, that it is it is worth playing, like as part of the Assassin's Creed canon, it is worth playing, but it has its some big faults. I thought yeah. the same when I went to Venice. I went to Venice and saw all the, the main kind of areas. That was shortly after playing the game, and it was yeah. it made Venice far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went there. Well. That big the big tower thing because you go back in the game. Yeah, and I was yeah. up there, and I was like to my wife, I was like to Heather, I was like, I've jumped off here. I've jumped off there. I've jumped off there. Um, okay, so um, Nezzy, we'll move on to you. Um, After a few days not playing it because of VR, I played some Outriders, um, and I did probably about four or five hours of it last night, and I had just loads of fun. It's moved on a bit in the game. It's gone to a foresty area, so the enemies have changed, and the aesthetic has changed, but I'm still having loads of fun with that, so that's me and Outriders. So a good game. Um, I'll, do, I'll, do, um, I'll do Inside as well, because um, I won't say much, because it's a short game. Um, it's obviously Inside, made by the people who made Limbo. I started that on the Switch. I've probably done two sessions on it. One session, um, it, it, is, it is a really great game. It looks beautiful. The animation looks beautiful. The animation is really brutal. It's, it's like what Limbo does, but they've just stepped everything up. Like and Limbo was such a good game that you're amazed how they've they managed to take essentially kind of the same game, but just really improve on like every aspect of it, even how creepy it is, um, the puzzles, um, how good it looks. It's kind of black and whiteish, but does have color in it. Um, the puzzles are really, 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 really good. Um, the enemies and the animations when you die are really good. The story so far is really cool. I've done two sessions on it. I say one. 
so I'd say probably maybe two hours, maybe an hour and a half, two hours into it, and I'm just really, really enjoying it on the Switch. I've not been, I've not played on the Switch for ages, and now I've got this. I'm just loving playing it. So I'll talk about it more when I've completed it, which I imagine will be next week. So that's inside. Yeah, last, very impressive. Last thirty minutes is superb. I mean, it's a great yeah. game all the way through, but uh, yeah, when something happens, <laughs> I won't say anymore. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Great game. <laughs> Uh, brilliant, so that's everything that we've been playing. Uh, so let's move swiftly on to the Metacritic quiz. It's the Metacritic quiz. <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to get mine out of the way first, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, so, which one did I... Okay, I'll start with this one. Uh, this game is a, is a successful mix of 3D action, free-roaming gameplay, conspiracy theories, and sci-fi silliness. It has no apparent flaws, but there's still something missing from the, mis- uh, the mission design, and the game it's is a whole... humans. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> what, what was it, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Destroy all humans. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, you kind of gave it away by talking about it earlier. I know, yeah, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> what, what game should I, should I pick? I, just, I got lazy and just went with that. Go on, you'll go. Okay, if you're worried that blank, blank, might be too slow for you, you're probably right. It's a visual novel through and through where 90% of the gameplay is reading. It doesn't skip any big issues. It doesn't mind reminding you about the human condition. Right after making you giggle uncontrollably, it wants you to be engaged, intoxicated and and uncomfortable. If you value engaging writing and exceptionally gorgeous graphics over a fast-paced RPG, Blank Blank is an adventure absolutely worth investing in. Final Fantasy VII Remake? No. Uh, The game came out in 2019. And... ah, It's a really good RPG that I still haven't bought. So I'm actually looking at the... uh, the, It's had a, a... a new release this year. It's got an easier... It's... yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh. It's so funny when you're just like one second behind. I know. Well, it happens so often. <laughs> yeah, just go with Legion. Well done, yeah. John. Your go. Okay, so, right. Like having dinner at a restaurant with a beautiful woman and first hour is amazing until she then starts talking about her boyfriend. This is how this game feels. The graphics are great, but you do not get more than that. Just start over, over and over again. It's nothing more than treading water. I feel like I've had my time and money stolen. I feel dirty and I'm ashamed to have wasted two days of my life on a pretty good and interesting story but a story that i will unfortunately never see the end of i'm genuinely upset do not waste your money and time on this game 
boring, repetitive slog of a game. I like roguelikes, but this game lacks variety and fun. And for $70, that's absurd. Too bad Sony is so dirty and greedy they won't allow me a refund. Game is trash. Stay away. What year? Huh. 2021. Ooh. Last of Us 2. Nope. A roguelike? Last of Us 2? No. There are some clues in there. I thought Spawn might have been a bit smart because essentially you're just doing the same type of thing. Oh, it's that new one, the, the time. Uh, Returnal. Yes. Well done. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that. I've read a couple of reviews and it's not making me want to buy a PS5. Cheers. <laughs> Is there anything on the PS5? <laughs> um, <yes>. Discord. <laughs> Thingy Souls <laughs> is the only one. What is it? What's it? Dark Souls game. That's the only one that... Oh, uh, yeah. Dark Souls. Don't know what it's called. Are we finished? Is, is there anyone else who's not been? <laughs> Me. Right. Go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yes, it is a great looking game and starts amazingly well. Alone in the forest, everything is new and dangerous, and there is no sound except your footsteps. And I was hoping the game would stay like this, organic. I enjoyed surviving the sewers and the rooftops, but the last Rainbow? segment in which... F- yes, it is. <laughs> I also... <laughs> I'm back on form. <laughs> what was it? Limbo. Limbo. Oh, fucking hell. You are good, though, Dan. you got some memory on you. <laughs> Creepily good. Well, another successful week for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, 94.2. Dan, 80. Nezzy, 70. And I am not anywhere near that number. So, let's move on to the music quiz. It's time for the music quiz. I like the music quiz because I know all the answers. Uh, This week, it's technically not a music quiz. There's some music in there, but it's more a gameplay quiz. So I have nine clips of gameplay. So we'll start off with a nice, easy one. Question one. What's the game? Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes, that was Red Dead Redemption 2. Question two. What's the game? America killed him, asked him to make one sacrifice too many, cross one line too far. A drunk driver killed him, some anonymous asshole who ran down his daughter and vanished. She was the one thing in his life that humanized Ah, uh, is it spec up the line? And his agency killed him. Uh. Set him up turned him loose and told him to pull the trigger on his best friend in a dirty New York City basement. Irving Lambert died by Sam's hand that day. Oh, and so um, did Sam. 
Left under the echelon, left uh, wife and new, left America and mom and apple pie, left it all behind. Well done. Splinter Cell Conviction. Fantastic game. The opening scene of that. It is a great game. I've got that, I've got that in the sale as well for like two quid, so I'm going to play that soon. Number three. They told me, son, you're special. You were born to do great things. You know what? They were right. The Call of Duty, the first one. So it's the opening scene. You've just crashed uh. in a plane. Is it Bioshock? Okay, now. Yeah, that's also <clears throat> one of the lines in um, Jack Ryan. No, it's not. That is Jack Ryan saying that, isn't it? That's why I'm getting confused. Uh, okay, number four. Sensible soccer. Not quite. He's got the ball. Sensible world of soccer. Sensible soccer too. Sensible world of soccer too. Uh, <laughs> championship manager. ISS Pro Evolution. You're getting two. closer. ISS Pro 2. AC Milan can score the first goal in the early stages. I think someone just said, did someone say three? Well, it's great start. No. Yeah. Pro-Evo. <laughs> yeah, Pro-Evo. I mean, I would have accepted Pro-Evo, really, but uh, I was just being a bit of a dick. Yes, that was Pro-Evolution Saga 3 with some great commentary and great uh, menu sound effects. Never played yeah, it. Yeah, the sound effects. I gave it away. I played all of them. That series. Uh, the only football game I've ever played was Sensible Soccer. Uh, I mean, it was that was it before it became Pro Evolution, wasn't it? Before yeah, Pro Evo, yeah, yeah, ISS Pro Two is still a fantastic game. The players had triangular heads, but still a great game. <laughs> I'd like to play one of the really old Fifas or Pro Evos just to see how things have developed. Uh, I've got Actual Socket Two on the on the PlayStation to play in my cupboard. I used to have that as well. Yeah, I had the first wow. one, but not the second one. So I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question five. <laughs> Quantum... Is it, um... It's racing. It's racing. Carmageddon. Carpocalypse now. Burnout. Oh, yeah, getting closer. I'll give you that. Burnout 3. Which one was it? Burnout 3. 
So every time he takes someone out, it goes into slow motion. That's where it goes. Yeah. I've been so wrong on so many of these, so massively wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six. Beginning of number six. What's the game? Not that I wish to imply you have been sleeping on the job. No one is more deserving of a rest, and all the effort in the world would have gone to waste until... Well, let's just say your hour has come again. Half-Life 2. Yeah. Correct. Well done. I'm playing it. I'm playing it the for the right first time. I've been playing it the last few weeks. Oh, really? make all the difference in the world. It holds yeah, up so G-man, well. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's a gorgeous game. It plays really well, even now. I'm loving it. It's a true 10 out of 10 type of game. I don't know how much further I've got to go. I got to the bit with the crane and you have to pick up the car with the crane to move it along and it's got like the gun on the front. You can shoot all the aliens that jump out of the beach at you. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm at that point. There's an achievement with a garden gnome that you might have missed out on. Have you got to carry it all the way through or something? Yeah, yeah, on the car. Ah. <laughs> I persuaded a friend of mine in America to get the orange box, which is still to this day one of the greatest deals in video game history and he hated it he said he didn't like anything on it what (laughs) that's what that's why i played portal on the other day so after all these years i've I've gone back to that set of games about three four times it is one of the best deals in gaming yeah he didn't like any of the games he said portal was all right no team fortress 2 he said was all right but he didn't like any of the others oh fuck off no i'm not having that I haven't spoken to him for quite some time now. I'm triggered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number seven. Tommy, 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 listen to me. He is the contractor. He's the contractor, okay? I can't lose this job. I I understand. Let's talk about this in the morning, okay? We'll talk about it in the morning. (laughs) All right, good night. Oh, it's after us. (laughs) And it uh, what was it? The last of What are you still doing up? It's late. Oh, God, what time is it? It's way past your bedtime. But it's still today. Honey, please not right now. I do not have the energy for this. Here. What's this? Your birthday? Spoiler alert, it doesn't end well. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so The Last of Us. Yes, well done. Um... <laughs> Number eight. Paris in the fall. The last months of the year and the end of the millennium. The city holds many memories for me. Of cafes, of music, of love, and of death. Is that point-and-click adventure? Yeah. It's a broken sword. Yes. Correct. Well done. is one of my favourite games of all time and probably the game Fantastic. I've finished the most out of any game uh, yeah absolutely brilliant game Broken Sword if you've not played it uh, you can get it on your phone now actually I have I have um, Broken Sword 1 and 2 on my phone and they look and play just brilliant I got the majors ago in a humble bundle I did a, a 
bundle of Android games, and it was in that. Point and click. It's a great story, like a murder mystery, and um, uh, George Stobart, he goes on a big adventure across sort of Europe trying to figure out what's going on. It's it's great. It's so good. Yeah, it starts with, definitely starts with a bang. Definitely starts with a bang, yes. Um, <laughs> right, question nine, the last one. Cheesy dialogue, that's it. That unique combination. Christmas way! Great. Yes, a Resident Evil was the correct answer, and that is everything on this uh, music quiz. I thought I'd just do clips this time. Let's move on to topic of the week. It's time for topic of the week. And topic of the week this week is what game comes to mind when you think of the N or C sixty <laughs> four. Dan, we'll start with you because you coined this. Uh, yeah, it was just laziness in, in the show last <laughs> week. I just thought I'd change it. Um, you see 64, uh, there was a game called um, Nebulous. That's it. You're this little round frog dude sort of thing that can uh, blow bubbles. Um, and you've got, it's a platformer, and you, you've got to go round the tower, avoiding stuff and get to the top of the tower, and that's the level. And I loved that game as a kid. Uh, that and Scramble. Uh, they're, they're definitely two C64 games that really stick stick in my mind. And um, Goldeneye, obviously, for the N64. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously going to be. I mean, I'm trying to think of something that's not Goldeneye because that's the obvious yeah. answer, isn't it? Well, that's the only N64 game I've ever played. So oh, on an really? N64. Uh, yeah. Because for uh, me, for 64, I mean, obviously, you've, you've got Mario 64, you've got Goldeneye. Uh, oh, most, I probably played that. The most time I probably put into a game was Perfect Dark, which was just a better version of Goldeneye, really. Yeah, I, I played the because it got uh, uh, released not that well a few years back on on um, Xbox. Yes, the, a remake of the original. So I played that, and yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, it is a good game. Even now, it, it still holds up with the uh, the HD remake. Yeah. John? Well, I've never played a Commodore 64, so I can't answer that one. I'm only 32. <laughs> like, um, but, um, and an N64, I never owned one. However, I have played one um, at an EGX one year um, on the evening. We were staying at um, a friend of mine's house in London and uh, had a few drinks and we'd been out quite a few places, the casino and stuff. And we uh, we all went back and played Mario Party. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. It was just the perfect game to just 
relaxed and it wasn't too intense and there was still a lot of banter and stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good party game. Uh, Mario Kart as well. Uh, Mario Kart 64. God, I forgot about that. Oh, I'd had too many drinks to play anything too serious at that <laughs> point. So, <laughs> Nezzy? Um, yeah, well, obviously GoldenEye is the first one that springs to mind. Um, but another game I remember is Top Gear Rally, which is, I think, the first time I looked at some mud and thought, ooh, <laughs> look at the mud physics. I think that's where I first got my, my first mud twinge. So it's oh. a special game to me. But it was a really it was a really cool rally game. I really, really, really liked it. Um, Top Gear Rally, so that's, that's mine. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I never played Commodore 64, so got none there. Well, I had an Amstrad, but I, I assumed the games were the same. Manic Miner comes to mind. I assume it was on both. I'm not sure if that was actually on the 64. I know it was on the ZX Spectrum. I had an Amstrad. So one of my friends had a Commodore, but I don't remember anything about it, to be honest. So, let's move on to you, crazy people. And now it's your time to shine. It's the community section. Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? We want to know. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. And we have heard from Amaraquai, who says, A turd. ZX Spectrum for life, yo. <laughs> on that, um, it did come out on the C64 Manic Miner. I just never had it. <laughs> Snoogans says, uh, The Last Ninja 2 and 3. Loved them games. Kev Westerman says, <laughs> Go- Ghostbusters with a karaoke load screen. Now, I don't know any of these games because I never had that. Oh, oh Ghostbusters. I, I had Ghostbusters. Good game. Good game. Good yeah, that is bastard hard. Yes. Mm. Yeah. After I saw that he tweeted that, I went and looked it up on Twitter and it actually, it did actually look quite fun. Um, Giles Cudmore says Cricket 64 because Cricket on its own is just not boring enough. <laughs> <laughs> Taffy McTaffTaff says Bouncy Bob, Chucky Egg, Boulder Dash. This is for this is all for the, the Commodore sixty four. There's there's more yeah. answers for the N sixty four later. And in fact, right now, um, yes. Kev Westerman saying <laughs> WCW versus NWO and yes. Diddy Kong Racing. De- definitely with the WCW versus NWO. Well, I think of all the wrestling games, I think that's the one that I played the most of. It was an amazing game. I'm going to emulate that tonight. <laughs> Are you oh, going to put yeah. Retro Arch on on your um, Xbox? I didn't know you could put it on an Xbox. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it costs you 20 quid. Um, uh, to I'll explain after the show. I mean, I've already got my retro pie set up, so I can just put it on there. I want to hear about this Xbox business, though. So meet you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Be round about by the dustbins. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, Gavlar says uh, Diddy Kong Racing. I don't remember Diddy Kong Racing over Mario Kart. I don't remember it at all. Mm. Great, next uh, one. Abar <laughs> <laughs> with the classic, the one and only GoldenEye. Despicable Mind, I'll say that one, says the same thing. He says a little unknown title called GoldenEye. The greater game that was, that is now the shittest game if you ever play it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. It's your turn. Is it my turn? Yeah, normally it's. Yeah. Oh, I get Taffy again. <laughs> Taffy McTaff Taff. 
Goldeneye, obviously. Mario 64, obviously. Mario Golf. Mm. Mario Golf was good too. I think everything with Mario in the title was pretty much a, it was a sign of quality, wasn't it? Yeah, I've been playing Mario Picross recently. That's not very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for shitting all over my logic. <laughs> If you like Pitcross, though, it's probably like gold standard. Anyway, Heather of Dawn says, I was all about World Driver Championship on the N64. One day I will go into my mum's loft and find my console. I promise. Neasy does it. Hey, you've got yes, a promise I'm... there. You're yeah. on a promise. One that ended with N64, which is probably my favourite kind of promise. Um, it's apparently like a rare blue one as well, but it's I've I've heard about it since I've known Heather, and that's like six years, but I've never seen it. So maybe we'll, <laughs> I let you know if it ever emerges. You'll play it for ten minutes, and then you'll sell it to CEX. Yeah, probably. No, that's too old to sell. Too old to sell. I'll go in my box of things I never look at. But, um, <laughs> do you know if you work for them, they actually make you say sex rather than CEX? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's what it's called, isn't it? They had yeah. adverts on the radio and they were saying sex. I was just like, why? Just yeah, it's dumb. ridiculous. Bit weird. Bit weird. Yeah, so they can be edgy and you can say, I'm just going know. off to the sex shop. They're edgy yeah. enough. Have you ever fucking been in there? It's the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> the edgiest people, but all look exactly the same no matter what CEX you go into. Yeah. All of them have sticky floors and they always smell like beer. Yeah. I do love it, though. It's like my fucking favourite shop. This way. Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. If I'm ever in Manchester, I always, lunch hour, boom, TX, just have a look around. Take the smell in. Love it. Staff are all <laughs> sex offenders. <laughs> no, they're sex workers. <laughs> Let's hope none of them listen to the show. <laughs> I still go in. I'll still very much. stuff. I'll still, you do. I'll still strike up a good conversation with them while I'm in there. I go in just to experience the smells. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right. Next week's topic is what game comes to mind when you think of the mighty PlayStation 2? That should have a wide scope of things. Mm -hmm. So, yes, get your answers in now. No emails this week, but we do have a speak pipe. Guess who it's from? Hello, Joysticks and Chill. It's Derek Sins back again. I'd enjoy listening last week to Armour's email about the supernatural and the entities known as the Jinn. I have come across them before on a film from a few years ago on Netflix. I uh, can't remember the name, if I'm honest, but uh, they were also featured in the TV version of Neil Gaiman's American Gods. So this week, rather than ask you a question, I thought I'd give you a film recommendation. It is on uh, UK Netflix. I don't know about any other countries. It's called Extraordinary. That's two separate words. It's a low-budget independent Irish film from... Uh, a few years ago, as I said, it's a horror comedy, I'd say more towards the comedy side. It's regarding a seemingly ordinary woman who is a driving instructor in a small Irish town, and uh, she has the ability to see and talk to the spirits of the dead. And she reluctantly gets drawn into the lives of a local family, and also the life of a fiddled rock star who's intent on making a pact with the devil to revive his once semi-interesting career. Uh, I'm sure that's never happened in real life. If I was going to sum it up in one sentence, I would say it's a delightful slice of Irish whimsy with a bit of ghost busting thrown in. <laughs> so there you have it. That's my first film recommendation for Joysticks and Chill. I might do some more in the future. We'll see. But uh, it's definitely a recommendation from me. And if you get a chance, I would uh, say watch it. So keep on podcasting. Irish whimsy crossed with Ghostbusters. I'm sold. 
<laughs> I have seen I have seen this film. I watched it a few weeks ago at my friend's house, and it is really, really good. It's really, really funny. It's got um, the guy from um, Last Man on Earth in, in it as well, mm-hmm. the American guy. So it is like it is an Irish film, but it's got the one American guy who's a really funny comedian. You'll know him from other things. Will Forte, I think his name is something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Forte, yeah, he's in it, and like, yeah, watched it some at friend's house. It's just it's a random film, and it was it 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 was it's just brilliant. Like, yeah, absolutely, watch it. It's funny. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll watch it before the next show. Yeah, I'll try and find that Netflix. Did he say? Yep. Yeah, I think yeah, it was on Netflix. I found it straight away. Um, you won't have any trouble finding it. Uh, Amazon Prime movie uh, without remorse. Tom Clancy. That's not bad either. Yes, I want to to see that. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. Right. Well, yes. Thank you very much, Derek. Uh, We'll. I think we will all either watch it or we've have watched it. So, yes, you have influenced (laughs) us there. So let's move on to the sixty-second interrogation. Sixty-second interrogation. Well, well, well. If it isn't some bloke from Norfolk. Name. Greasy Fishlips. Real name. Marty the Party Maynard. Age. Just turned 50. Location. Norwich, Norfolk, the fine city. Occupation. Stormont. Just a Stormont. Gaming formats. Just PlayStation. Can't afford anything else. Currently playing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, GTA 5, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Your best game ever. Gotta be the Skyrim. Gotta be the Skyrim. Your best moment in life. Birth of my two beautiful blonde-haired girls. Oh, you're such a cliche. Why greasy fish lips? Because I love going down on the ladies. Touche. (laughs) (laughs) You're organising a first date. Where do you go? I'd go for some food somewhere. That's decidedly vague. Uh, Food, eating burgers, getting bollocks. Okay, very vague, but that's fine. You win the lottery. What do you do? Take the kids to Disneyland to be that big-eared motherfucker Mickey Mouse before I die of cancer. (laughs) Fuck cancer! Fuck Mickey Mouse. Who is history's greatest villain? God. Fucking God. That is the best answer to that question yet. There'll be others. Your last words. Pass me the bong. Normally, I'd get bored with you and tell you to fuck off. But not even I can do that to someone with cancer. But I am bored, so I am going to fuck off. Goodbye. It's been a fucking pleasure. Right in the beginning of that, he was like, uh, "Just yeah, make fun of cancer. It's fine." Because uh, at the beginning when we did it, I was I, I didn't want to you know touch the subject. Um, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, he's yeah he's unfortunately suffering from uh, from cancer, and it's yeah the prognosis isn't great. No. But he you know he's he he embraces it with this attitude of fuck cancer, which is great. I mean, it's the best attitude you can have for it. I mean, what else can you do really? Uh, yeah really really nice guy it was a pleasure to talk with him um and, and to do that and yeah he just it just seems like a really positive character and i wish him all the very very best yeah so thank you very much marty for doing that uh yeah legend if you would like to do a 60 second interrogation then you can get in touch with us by the following ways there is twitter which is at joysticks and chill joy 
Is Twitter at Joysticks and Chill, or is that something else? Isn't it Joystick Chill or something? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> I think it might be. I think it is, yeah. Anyway, follow us on Twitter, search oh. Joysticks and Chill, and it'll come up with the correct one, which I think is Joystick and Chill. Oh, it is, you're right. <laughs> Join our Discord. Our details are on the Twitter, if you can find it. Uh, join our Facebook group, Joysticks and Chill. Email us at podcast at joysticksandchill.com. Follow us on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube. Leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Don't leave Derek there on his own. Someone else join in. Speaking of Derek, he has also left us a review on iTunes. He says, The Vincent Van Gogh of podcasts. The show paints the podcast landscape with big, bright splodges of entertainment, information, and hilarity. If you only have time to listen to ten podcasts a week, <laughs> make sure this show is one of them. Thank you very much, Derek. <laughs> we heard from him. We want to hear from you, too. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Email, Email us. Podcast at Joysticks and Time to shout out, people! Right, everyone, stop what you're doing and listen to me. It's time for the shout out bit. I'm going to shout out everyone who pleases me. Behold! Nezzy, start with you. <laughs> um, Derek. Derek Speakpipe for his wonderful speakpipes. Uh, Marty for his um, 60 second interrogation. Heather of Dawn, the wife. My family, of course, and you guys for um, who do the show and everyone who listens, everyone that talks in the Discord and on Twitter, um, and Derek again for the iTunes review. That's me. Dan. What about you? Sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you... I was going to be proactive that John when he does it. I Fair enough. Um, uh, everyone who sponsored me, thank you ever so much. There's, it's gone up whilst we've recorded this. Uh, so thank you very much, John. No worries. Um, uh, and of course, as as ever, everyone that's got in contact with us. So that's I'm um, just in case it's a different Derek. Uh, Derek X for the podcast review. Um, Derek Speakpipe, obviously for the Speakpipe, and then Heather of Dawn, Taffy McTaff, Taff, Despicable Mind, Armar, Gavlar, Kev Westerman, Giles Cudmore, Snoogans, Amarakwai, and. All the questions, Marty and Bertha, aka Dave from the Seal Podcast. Thank you very much. Shall I say John, or do you want to say John? <laughs> John. Shall I say John? John. Let's, let's all say John together. Three, two, one. John, John together. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going next. Um, so, uh, Katie with three E's, uh, 120 on uh, Twitch. Each month we um, subscribe to um, a small streamer on um, Twitch. And this month I chose Katie120. Um, heard her podcasting before. She's brilliant. She gave us a shout out on her stream as well. Um, yeah, she got a really good channel. Uh, Marty as well. Thank you so much for coming on and doing the interrogation with Jay. Um, Mark Annix. 
um, hoping to hear him on OC podcast again soon. Um, I had a really good conversation with Armar. Um, so I listened to um, the show that, that you lads did last week and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, that bit with, um, with uh, Nessie's children as well. That was, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, and um, I got in touch with Armar as well because I started looking into the, the gin that he was talking about um, and the, the, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. But I did actually fall down a bit of a like a, a rabbit hole in reading about it and find out about it. Because um, even though I don't really like follow a religion of any kind, I, I still find it really fascinating learning about different ones. Um, and yeah, shout out to Phil Ols- Olsen as well. Hoping to hear him soon. Our lovely Discord users for how hilarious I was finding it that they were, um, yeah, writing a song that, literally started with one person saying hello and uh, my final shout out is to my lovely wife and my daughter and yeah that's all of my shout outs cool cool uh i will also shout out marty uh thank you very much it was a pleasure meeting you and i honestly wish you all the best for what the future holds uh Stu from the veteran gamers um every friday when i'm working he always makes sure that i know he's released another mix um for us to listen to while we're at work so every friday night we're always jamming to his beat uh in the restaurant so thank you Stu. uh dan for writing this week's um infomercial the poop, poopy, yeah, was, poopy snoop it was weird it, i i got the idea from someone on my twitter um because uh something keeps crapping in one of her flower pots and i just got the idea of it from that so, <laughs> yeah <Fair enough>. thanks. <laughs> actually i should probably say thanks to god i can't remember i had i am Pro- provocateur on twitter uh drake she's the one that gave me up that wrote the tweet that gave me the idea you following dodgy people on twitter shout out derek sange as well for your which on for your, your speak pipes which are becoming quite regular uh always good to hear from you has someone wrote Brian in my shout-out list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> A shout-out to Brian, whoever Brian is. All the Brian's out there. <laughs> I was like, who's Brian? Do I know a Brian? I didn't even notice, notice anyone writing in it. Anyway, yeah, shout-out to Brian. Thanks, Brian, for all you've done for me this week. Brian. A general shout out to you guys and all the people who are listening. When we had our week off, we still had a a spike of of listeners who, I don't know if they just instinctively sort of check in every Monday and Tuesday to our list of uh, episodes and just get something on there because we we still had good numbers coming through, even on the week where we weren't uh, podcasting. So that's, that's, that's good. That's encouraging. Yeah, um, you think you think we're that good that it's become part of people's instincts to check the whole podcast yeah. on Tuesday. <laughs> I like that confidence. <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah, a lot of the, the older episodes, uh, their numbers went up um, when there was no new episode. So it seems to suggest they that people a fix. Yeah, they needed a, a Nezzy fix. We're getting the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for listening. Yeah, it's a pleasure doing this uh, with you guys, and it's it's great hearing feedback from from everyone. And that what? Oh, did I do that? I'm be murdered. <laughs>
Is everyone there? <laughs> How's it? I think someone's been murdered. <laughs> Dan's gone. Uh, <laughs> I, apparently I did that. I didn't even know I did it. Well, I'm a press now. <laughs> Fucking keyboard. <laughs> um, the gin. The gin. Right. Well, yes, that's it. We're done for the show. We're all finished. Thank you for listening. Join us again for the finale of the Metacritic Quiz Season 2, which will be next week to see who's uh, going to win that. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be me. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Joysticks and Chill Podcast. Don't forget to join the Discord. See you next time. You, you know, you shouldn't be playing as an imperial because you fucking suck dick.